entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. The show for entrepreneurs, business owners, and business leaders. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builder Show, and along with my executive producer, DC Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. Let me tell you my super objective in being with you today. I want to enthusiastically share stories and information to inspire leaders so they can inspire others. I'm very proud to let you know we record the Business Builder Show in the studios of 94.3 FM, The Talker, which is part of World Gold Media, and we are in Scranton, Pennsylvania. The Business Builder Show is distributed by C-Suite Radio. You can find all our shows and many other fine shows at c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. My special guest with me today, and I do mean special guest, is Mr. Scott McCain. Hi, Scott. Marty, it is always great to be with you. Thank you so much for having me back on your show. Thanks. I'm delighted, man. We're going to be talking about your latest book, but let me do a very brief introduction. Scott McCain has spoken on platforms in all 50 United States and 21 countries. His audience members have ranged from a president on the White House lawn to farmers in a small hut with the dirt floor in Brazil. His clients include the icons of global business like SAP, Cisco, Apple, Volkswagen, and many others. Scott is the founder of the Distinction Institute and one of the most requested and iconic professional speakers in the world. And Scott McCain is also the author of several books. Let me read them quickly. All Business is Show Business, What Customers Really Want, Next one is Create Distinction, which, by the way, Scott McCain is, the, is known as the guy helping individuals and companies create distinction. Another one of his books is Seven Tenets of Taxi Terry. Next book is All Business is Still Show Business. And his last book that we're going to talk about today is Iconic. How Organizations and Leaders Attain, Sustain, and Regain the ultimate level of distinction. Scott, again, welcome to the Business Builder Show, man. It's great to have you. Man, I, I have got to get that introduction uh, on my phone so I can play it for my wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, because come on. Tam, she's Tammy must have heard impressed. that. She needs, to, she needs to hear you, Marty. That's awesome. <laughs> have her call me. I'll, I'll repeat it, you know? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so so well, I've already mentioned that you are definitely the person that uh, people think about when I thinking think about creating distinction as individuals and companies, you have a kind of a unique story, a special story that kind of got you thinking about distinction in your early days. Tell me about that, Scott. Well, thanks for asking, Marty. It's not something that I've talked about really before this book, but I, I thought I really need, needed to, you know, explain how this became of a, a, a topic of such interest to me. Um, I, I lost my first wife, uh, Sherry, to, to ovarian cancer, and there was a period of time where 
I, you know, I was the sole caregiver, so we had to kind of shut things down to a great degree in, in, in my speaking business just to, you know, make certain that, uh, everything was taken care of for her. Well then after her passing, you know, I found myself with huge medical bills and, and, uh, you know, just a very difficult personal and professional situation. So I, I had to rebuild my business. I had to, had to relaunch and, yeah. Part of how I, I did that was to go to the the people that were booking me. I mean, you know, what, <laughs> I look back now and think, gee, what a what an obvious, you know, it's the blinding <laughs> flash, the obvious. Yeah. Ask your customers what they think about you. Yeah. Do you imagine that? Yeah. Uh, but but I went to speakers bureaus and I, I said, when when you when you recommend me to a client, what do you say? What what do you say when you're recommending me? And they all said, oh, a good speaker and a nice guy. And don't get me wrong. I, I, I really work hard and try to be a good speaker and I, I, being nice is a choice and I want to be a nice guy, but I couldn't imagine the vice president of sales of any company booking the, the speaker for, for that year's sales convention saying this year we need a really nice guy. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. it, they, they focus on how you do what you do. Yeah. And so I started looking for, for information about what I could do to make my own business stand out. And I couldn't, you know, I could find some things about differentiation, but I really couldn't find anything about taking it to the highest level. And as I researched it, once again, blinding flash, the obvious, uh, I thought, gosh, if I need this so badly, what are the odds that, that there are going to be other professionals and other organizations of, of various sizes that would love to learn more about how to stand out from, from their competition and, and, and be distinctive in their marketplace. So that's how I got interested in, in, in writing and, and in studying and in working in all this. And the funny thing is, you know, when this first came out a decade ago, mm. uh, with, with the, the first book I did on distinction, uh, nobody was writing about standing out. And, and now as I talk about in this book, there's so many people now trying to tell you how to stand out. It's hard to stand out when your profession is telling others how to stand out. And <laughs> it's, it, it's funny how, how the whole topic has caught fire yeah. uh, after, yeah. after that original book a decade ago. But um, then it occurred to me, uh, it, it, it's not, I, I talked about how did you create distinction, but not how you kept it. Or if something yeah. happened in the market and you lost it, yeah. how do you get it back? Yeah. And, and so that, that really was, was very interesting because uh, I had a client that, that took the book and they, it, it was uh, the Fairmont Scottsdale Princess. And they would have every department in the hotel read a chapter a week and then they'd have group discussions. So like every housekeeper had to read a chapter and then they'd talk about how do we create distinctive housekeeping? And, and they would work through all of that. Well, after they did that, the, the response and the results that they were seeing was just, just extraordinary. Yeah. And, and they said, so what's next? <laughs> what, what happens after you're distinctive? And just off the top of my head, I said, well, you're going to become iconic. And I, I almost met it as kind of a joke. And they both went, <laughs> Oh yeah, that's it. I we, got it. We, we want to become iconic. So wow. uh, that that was the genesis of the book, and it's it's how I, I I came to this spot in my life where where this is is one of the most important things I've ever done. Yeah. So Scott was talking about his book Create Distinction, and his name is M C K A I N Scott McCain. In case you never heard that name, which would shock me, but Create Distinction, and that led into the book Iconic. How organizations and leaders attain, sustain, and regain the ultimate level of distinction. So, can you become iconic 
before you are distinctive? Kind of take me down that road a little bit. Good, great, great question, Marty. Uh, no, the, the answer is you have to be distinctive before you become iconic. And I, I know that sounds like semantics, but, but here's, here's where the definition comes in. Distinctive means you stand out in your own, in your own industry, right? So, um, you know, if, if, if you're a distinctive, uh, hardware store, people in that industry would understand, you know, you, you've really got a great store. An iconic hardware store would be the store that if you have a dry cleaners, you go, wow, how do they run their business? They're amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, That Mm -hmm. that every other business in town would look at you and go, it's not just about being a great hardware store. What you do sets the standard uh, that we could all follow. And so, you know, in in, in our neighborhood, we've got a couple coffee shops that, you know, they're good coffee shops. They're, They're distinctive. They stand out from others. But then you drive by a Starbucks and you go, that's iconic, yeah. right? I mean, that that yeah. transcends coffee shops. Yeah. But it, it, it doesn't have to be a big business. In in the book, as you know, you know, I, I write about a millionaire chimney sweep. I, I, yeah. I write about a, a young couple that's starting a, a craft brewery. Um, you know, a, a restaurant in Indianapolis that, that yeah. has higher gross revenue than than many in Manhattan. So yeah. it, it it can be at any in any business, in any level, it's it's just, are you so good that you don't just stand out from your local competition, but but you become a shining example uh, uh, across the board? Yeah, you almost become a verb. Uh, that's the way, right? Yeah, I yeah mean, that's a great like, way to put it. Mike. Yeah, because people say, uh, go get go to Starbucks and get coffee. They may not even mean Starbucks. They yeah. just, go get coffee. <laughs> but they refer it that way, right? All right. Oh, so, yeah, that's such a great point. I, I should have put that in the book. Oh, my gosh. The that's next the worst one. thing about writing a book. You hear these great ideas. You want to <laughs> you want to get it in there. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I remember being in an office and they'd say, go Xerox this. Yeah. Well, it really meant go make a copy because we, we it, the copier we had wasn't a Xerox, but Xerox became the verb of, yeah. of, of what you would do or hand me a Kleenex, even though it might be sure. a Scott tissue. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, those are iconic brands. Right. So yeah. here's a question that I really I want answered and, and I think people will ask it because you hear what you're talking about and the brands that you work with. Do you have to be this gigantic big business to become an iconic business or can you be the local plumber? Uh, talk to me about that. Yeah, you you don't have to be, and that's one of the things I purposely try to, to uh, avoid in the book. Is you know, it's easy for these types of programs to uh, be. Let me tell you about Starbucks. Let me tell you about Southwest Airlines. Let me yeah. tell you about Google and Apple and Amazon. Yeah. And I, I really tried. I, I, there's you know a couple mentions of them, obviously, as sure. we talk about what iconic is. But I really tried to avoid that. Um, that that almost seems too easy. What what I really wanted to do was to focus on. You know, a, a business like a hotel in Scottsdale, Arizona, where there is so much competition, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. How, how do you not just stand out? But how do you get to the point that you're so good that you become the example of how things are done? For example, how Jack Miller manages that hotel yeah. is, is not just an example in the hotel industry, because that would be distinctive. It's an example that, you know, if 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 I'm it doesn't matter what the business is. Yeah. I look at how he treats his people and, and, and how he organizes the, the organization. And, and I would use that as an example anywhere and everywhere, not just in that specific thing. And, and, and so that's, that's the chimney sweep in Nashville yeah. who, who manages a business in a way that Apple needs to learn from the chimney sweep, not vice versa. Yeah. Well, I have a whole bunch of questions, but I want to make sure people know um, this is Scott McCain. 
His latest book is uh, Iconic. And um, Scott, there's two or three uh, websites that I really want to make sure that people hear about. So one of them is IconicBusinessBooks.com. Is that correct? Yeah, IconicBusinessBook.com is is the website for this particular book. Okay, IconicBusinessBook.com. You also offer a lot of resources on creating Distinction at, uh, I believe that is DistinctionNation.com, correct? That is exactly right, Marty. Matter of fact, we, uh, there, by the way, I, I want to make sure to mention on, on that website, th- there's nothing on there to buy, even if you wanted to. Uh, I believe that one of the ways that <laughs> that's distinctive, I can man. back is, you know, is, yeah, it's providing, uh, yeah. uh, providing information. So there's, there's a free audio course there that you can download on creating personal distinction. There are videos. There, there's just all kinds of things there. Um, that, that I'm trying to contribute to, to the discussion about and, and help because, you know, my, as you know, Marty, you've heard, we've, you've had me on here talking about before I, I grew up in a little town with a you know, parent's grocery store. And I, I always think, you know, where, where would my dad access this kind of information and, yeah. and how much would it cost? And I, so, you know, it, I, it's there if, if people, you know, if people want to find out about it, it is, it is absolutely there for their, uh, for their use. So that's distinctionnation.com, and you hit on one of the five factors of iconic performance. Um, stop selling. So, <laughs> so on distinctionnation.com, you're not trying to sell. Now you got me confused here. You know, so so maybe because I have a bunch of questions, but I think we have to kind of talk about the five factors. Sure, um, you bet. So so let's hit those quickly. I can read them, or you can say them, whatever you'd like to do. <laughs> You know, you're the you're the host, my friend. I'm the host. I'll I'll rattle them off. You want five factors. By the way, that's playing offense right there. This is factor number one. (laughs) Here's factor number one. Play offense. Factor number two. Get promise and performance right. Number three. Stop selling. Number four. Go negative. Boy, I want to spend some time on that one. And number five is reciprocal respect. So my questions are probably all over the place. Um, sure. So so maybe tell me, just tell me what you mean by play offense in one of the five factors of iconic performance. In the research, part of what I learned was that many businesses focus so much on the competition. You know, mm-hmm. how are they pricing their products and services? And good grief, let's not let them get ahead. Yeah, I mean... I, I didn't put it in the book, but you know what, Marty, you've seen that and, and I've seen it in my business. You know, you, you have a successful business radio show. Now everybody wants to have a show or they want to have a podcast or they want to, you know, they want to jump in because they don't, you know, that's what everybody else is doing. So it's the herd mentality. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason that they do that is to protect and, and to play defense. Yeah. And, you know, as, as sports fans, we've always heard defense wins championships well, the interesting thing is when you look at the actual statistics, it's not true. Mm. Uh, for example, in the Super Bowl, the winner has been more often than not the team that had the better offense, mm. not defense. Mm-hmm. If, if we look in sports at the NBA, no one would say that the Golden State Warriors are, are the best defensive team in the league, mm-hmm. but they've won several of the last few championships. Why is that? And it's because iconic performance is based on determining your path and your plan and playing offense. Mm. It's saying, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to handle it. And, and, and moving forward with your own game plan. Now, naturally, you know who the competition sure. is. Yeah. You're, you're, it's the difference between awareness 
and and defensiveness. Yeah, the the me too ain't gonna get you there. Um, exactly, it's, it's just not Absolutely. right. So you have to create and do what's best for you, what you're, what you want to, what you want to become, what you want your company to become, et cetera. Okay, I get that. Um, yeah, and a real quick, you know, as you mentioned, you're based in Scranton. The uh, head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles uh, was was interestingly quoted as saying he prepares his teams for the faceless opponent. In mm. other words, they don't say, oh, this week we're playing the Patriots. we got a game plan around the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. They create their own game plan and say, if we execute our plan, we will win the game. And I, and I think yeah. that's what we have to get to in business is to say the opponent is faceless. Let's create our plan and execute our plan because that will take us to the level that we need to get to. Okay, I'm going to jump all over the place, but you wrote the book so you can follow me. Um, I want to make sure we spend a little time, and I don't know where this falls in the factors, but I want to make sure we talk about this. So you mentioned um, a restaurant. Um, you've got to talk to me about St. Elmo's as oh, an bet. iconic company. You've got to talk to me about that. Share that story. Have you ever been there, Marty? No, but I'm sitting there thinking, I might fly out just for the experience. <laughs> I'm thinking, <laughs> i got to go there, for goodness sakes. I'll call Scott and see when he's going to be in town, and we'll have a steak there. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. be, it's on me. That'd be great. <laughs> well, well St. Elmo's is a steakhouse in Indianapolis. And you think, uh, well, so what? And, and it is a single-store steakhouse. They have uh, declined, in fact, offers to, to franchise because – uh, they they are are not going to franchise the San Elmo Steakhouse. It is it is a sole store. Um, so why would you eat there? I mean, Morton's and Fleming's and sure. Ruth's Chris and all of the other nationally known chains. There, there's there's something like uh, twelve steakhouses within an eight block uh, area there in the Indianapolis downtown by the convention center. So San Elmo started you know even before the Indianapolis 500. It it, it has a rich history. So how did it stay? Well, th- there are many things that they do. They, they, they follow the five factors. They, that's, that's learning about St. Elmo's and studying how they did business uh, was, was part of what led to the five factors. Mm-hmm. They, they have their own game plan. They, they don't, you know, it, it, Roos Chris built a big uh, steakhouse just down the block from them. Yeah. Uh, big deal. They didn't worry. Uh, we're going to do what we do and we're going to do it better than, than anybody else. Yeah. Uh, they, the best shrimp cocktail I've ever had. And you don't think, I mean, you know, it's, you mentioned that. it's in Indianapolis, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interesting. Is that under yeah. the get the promise and performance right category or factor? It what certainly is because, you know, there, there's a lot of promise now being St. Elmo's because the promise can either be what we claim or it's it's like through referrals, yeah. right? I mean, there's yeah. a perceived promise that 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 you have to deliver on as well. And that is part of what I think we make this too complex. Sometimes customers judge us just based on two things, what we've promised them. And then how did we perform based upon the promise? Yeah. So if, if you say you're going to do this, then I'm going to judge your performance based on what I perceive the promise to be. That's all it is. Promise and performance. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, that's part of how United airlines, a client of mine got in trouble because Mm. they, they had fly the friendly skies. And then you see the video of they break guitars and they didn't care. Or the guy's getting dragged out of the plane or, you know, all those things that happened to us. And, and that's when we respond viscerally, there is a disconnection between what you've promised us and what we're seeing the performance is. And, And until you get those aligned, 
in, yeah. in, in a way that is iconic, you, you aren't going to be able to succeed in the marketplace. So stop selling. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Like I, they say on ESPN. Come on, man. What are you talking about? Here's, stop here's selling. What I mean. and, and I, I say up front, look, you're going to have to sell something to survive. Yes. But what what is changing in the marketplace and, and what you see from from iconic organizations is a movement away from the high pressure, hard closing um, uh I, I, I'm joking to call it to friends, bro selling kind of, yeah. you know, kind of approach. Right. Um, I, I saw where a speaker the other day, this was on medium, you know, the, the blog sure. posting forum, yeah. uh, the, this woman is attending a conference and the speaker got up and, and said, uh, uh, it doesn't matter whether the customer likes you or hates you, you push them enough that they'll buy to get rid of you. Oh my goodness. They didn't say Can that. Can you believe that? In this day and age? Well, yeah. Wow. I mean, you know, welcome to the 40s, right? I wow. mean, it, yeah. it just, it, it blows me away that there are people still out there saying that yeah. kind of really? ridiculous nonsense. So so what I'm saying is if, if we focus our efforts on selling the customer, we get away from the, the real reasons why customers buy. We should be in the business of customer attraction. Yeah. And iconic organizations, for example, uh, on Amazon today, I got an email and I know when I think about it, it's a sales email, but basically what it said is, hey, because you liked this, here's something else you might want to consider. And I look and it's a couple of really great recommendations. Yeah. Is yeah. that selling? I view it. No, it's, it's I don't think so. No, I'm, I'm it, with it's you. It's recommending, right? Yeah. The whole idea of attraction, uh, and it is no, he's not talking about the law of attraction. He's, right. he's talking about earning the right and working hard and having great content. And I'm going to make a promise. If you buy um, Scott McCain's two books, I highly recommend. Uh, you can read them in any order you want. I'd love to create distinction. It changed a lot of lives and a lot of businesses. And, of course, his latest book that we're talking about is Iconic. How Organizations and Leaders Attain, Sustain, and Regain the Ultimate Level of Distinction. Scott, time is slipping by. I got yeah. to <laughs> I got to hit you with a couple of key questions, and it's almost going to be speed yeah. answers. Are you ready? You bet. Okay. Go negative. you got to explain that to me. That's one of the five factors. What the hell do you mean there, man? I, I don't mean have a negative attitude. Okay. But what I mean is iconic organizations are obsessed with finding out what's wrong. Yeah. Right. Uh, typical organizations, if there's a negative situation, let's real quick. Uh, if an employee brings me a negative report, a lot of times managers say, well, that employee is negative. We've got to stop that thinking. We need to know what's wrong, yeah. not just so we so can fix important. it for that customer. We've got to fix the process. So important. And, and, yeah. 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 And so that's what go negative means. And, and be obsessed about what are we doing wrong? Because if we don't know that, we can't fix the process. Yeah. We don't want to put a Band-Aid on a bad customer situation. We want to fix what's wrong. And, yeah. and that's why companies have to explore that. You deal with this also. A lot of, especially smaller companies, I deal with primarily small to mid-sized companies. And yeah. the, um, the senior staff or the CEO says, well, I always have to be up. I always have to be positive. And I've seen them deflect feedback that they need. And so you read this book, you're going to see in real clarity what Scott's talking about. Um, I want you to talk about reciprocal respect, but I want you to talk about that in the context of the de dedication you made to the book, in the book, oh, who you made it for, 
while you made it. Um, talk to me about that, Scott. Well, one of the greatest examples that uh, that I've ever seen of of reciprocal respect is Gerard Mavis. And Gerard was uh, the basically the chief operating officer of the Scottsdale Princess. And he he operated in just such a mode of of reciprocal respect. He knew every employee's name and and he cared about them, knew their kids' names. But but the other thing is he wouldn't tolerate disrespect. In other words, if if an employee was disrespectful to another employee, that was the end of it for them. I mean, that it became the model. We will respect you at the level that you respect us, and we're going to go first. We're going to show you first how much we respect you, and 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 they got that in return. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I dedicated the book to Gerard because uh, tragically he he was killed in an accident. Um, uh, was was rushing to get to a high school football game and and see uh, his son on the field and stepped in front of a car. Wow! And just so tragic. And he is just that leaves such an incredible legacy and was just such an incredible leader. And uh, the the respect that he uh, you, you go I, I was at the Scottsdale Princess not long ago visiting there and and just just uh, they have some of the lowest turnover in the entire industry. Yeah. Uh, and, and where does that come from? It comes from being a place where housekeepers are respected by the CEO yeah. and, and, and vice versa. And, and we see all the, and Marty, you've seen them. I mean, these folks that kiss up and kick down, yeah. right? <laughs> and, kiss up and kick down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if, if you're below me, I treat you with disrespect, but if you're above me, I'm really gonna, you know, uh, that's not how it works at St. Elmo's where, by the way, the waiters have business cards yeah, where, by that. the way, every year that if, if, that you get a bottle of wine from the year you started working at the company. And now think about that. Wow. After you've had somebody there for 30 years, uh, the, the respect that these companies, the respect that Gerard showed yeah. and, and the respect of St. Elmo's that it, it just is an essential part, uh, especially with, with the multiple generations in today's workforce. It's part of what we all have to model in the behavior that we have as, as leaders and as business professionals. Well, Audience, friends, colleagues, business associates, etc. If this wasn't enough of a teaser, uh, I'm, I'm going to give you a couple more things. You'll want to read about what he talks about when he, and don't answer this, Scott. This is a teaser. What's uh, rapper, rapper think? Don't answer that. <laughs> and I was fascinated by this company. Is it called Casita? K-A-S-I-T-A. Yes, Casita. Uh-huh. Don't talk Isn't about that amazing? it. Don't, yeah. don't talk about it. Okay. okay. All right. You got to buy the book. <laughs> this has been Scott McCain, M-C-K-A-I-N. There's three websites we want you to check out. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Scott, but I'll read them. Iconicbusinessbook.com. That's Iconicbusinessbook.com. All kinds of resources are available on distinctionnation.com, distinctionnation.com. And uh, Scott McCain is uh, definitely an iconic professional speaker, and you can find more information just by going to his website, which is scottmccain.com. Again, his latest book is Iconic. How organizations and leaders attain, sustain, and regain the ultimate level of distinction. We ran out of time. I wanted to talk about how we regain it, but they're going to have to buy the book. <laughs> Scott McCain, Perfect. you're the best, man. I appreciate your time. Marty, you're, you're the awesomest. I really appreciate you, my friend. Thank you so much for having me on again. You bet. Take care. 
Thank you for listening to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Reminding you to find all our shows and many other great shows on C-Suite Radio. That's c-suiteradio.com. On behalf of myself, Marty Wolf, your host, and D.C. Taylor, my executive producer, thank you for listening to the Business Builder Show, but stay tuned for information on how you can become part of the C-Suite Network. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. As a loyal fan of this C-Suite Radio Show, we've got an unbelievable offer for you. Listeners to the Business Builder Show get 50% off a C-Suite Network membership. The C-Suite Network will help you become the most strategic person in the room. You'll have access to top-notch benefits and networking, all helping you get the most out of your position. Take advantage of this limited-time offer today. Learn more about the C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR. Again, that's 50% off a C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR.